One plus one equals three. We are better together. We are more. That's the definition of church. That's the basic understanding of who we are. Welcome to the Athens First United Methodist Church Sermons Podcast. I'm Kayla Thomason, a member of the communications team. We hope you enjoy this weekly resource. Good morning. It was a it was somewhat a disappointment that the snow snowed us out last week. Uh, inclement weather prevented us from uh, gathering together for worship. The Sunday following uh, the Monday of a national championship for the University of Georgia. And here we are uh, in the town where the university exists. So it was a bummer. Uh, Martha was scheduled to preach last Sunday and didn't get that opportunity, and I, I regret uh, that. Uh, and I was going to be here even though I wasn't preaching because there was no way that I was going to miss the Sunday following and that Monday and not find a way to celebrate uh, with you. So it was a disappointment that the snow came and we weren't able to gather as we had intended and as we hoped. Not obviously not to to talk solely about football, uh, but I think that there are some things about football that apply uh, to the church. But it was a bummer. Saturday when everyone gathered at the stadium and uh, filled the stadium and the streets here in Athens down on Lumpkin for the celebration. Uh, I wasn't able to go to that. I wasn't able even to watch it on TV because I was on the road that day, but I was able to listen to it uh, on the radio. And I was proud to uh, be a part of this church. Uh, President Moorhead stood up and talked, and Jerry did a great job, and uh, Dr. Moorhead is a member of our church family. And then uh, Josh Brooks, who is the athletic director at the university, he stood up and he did a great job. And he is a member of our church family. And then Kirby Smart, the head coach of the Bulldogs, he stood up and he shared. And he is a member of our church family. And so as I was driving my car and listening to Dr. Moorhead and to Josh and to Coach talk, I thought, I don't know if this is as much a celebration of the University of Georgia as it is Athens First United Methodist Church because <laughs> all these guys are a part of uh, this congregation. It was, a, it was a great day. It was a great experience for the university, obviously, and, uh, and for the entire community. We, we gather here uh, the following Sunday, and the title of the sermon is how about them dogs? And I thought, I thought that up as I was driving along and, and uh, they welcomed Kirby to come and speak. And it was early in his talk. It may have been the first thing he said. I don't remember. But early in his presentation, which I thought was just outstanding, he said this, he said, one plus one equals what, guys? 
And I thought to myself, I believe he's about to go there. And I hope he does because Christians should be listening right now and leaning in to something significant. Sacred space. One plus one equals three. And then he said, we are more together. We are better together. And I thought in that moment, I wonder if Christians are hearing the gospel. Because that's what it is. He's gone to this sacred place, whether that was his intention or not. And I leaned into my radio, and I said to myself, you go, Kirby. You go. Because the proclamation and the message of the gospel to the church is that we are more together and we are better together. That has always been the message to the church. That is the value, the great value and the sacred nature of a church family, of a congregation. That is a group of people who recognize we're better together. We're more together. That's what together is. And here's what's fascinating about it. The rallying cry for that kind of togetherness on the part of the team and the community, the fan base, has been the same for years. How about them dogs? We say that to each other. How about them dogs? And, and we don't really in that moment as we say it to each other, we're not thinking about, I don't know, I mean, are you a good person or a bad person? Are you a conservative or a liberal? Are you rich? Are you poor? Are you a weird? Are you not weird? Are you a vegetarian? Are you a cannibal? We don't, that ain't going through nobody's mind. We just look at each other and we just say, how about them dogs? And, and it's that one thing, it's just that one thing that, that exists between us in that moment. Together, Together is like Jif on white bread, right? It just spreads, doesn't it? It's like Jif on white bread. It just spreads and it spreads fully and completely and wonderfully. There's nothing quite like together. And together is contagious, isn't it? Not contagious like this where we have to keep six feet from one another and, and put our mask on. It's that good kind of contagious that spreads from person to person to person. It was fascinating to me during the season that I know people who went to Georgia Tech and who were avid Tech fans, but how often I would look at them and they would look at me and I would say, how about them dogs? And they wouldn't say, yeah. <laughs> they would say, how about them dogs? I have good friends. One of my closest friends in the world is from Auburn. And he would text me throughout the season, how about them dogs? And I would text back, how about them dogs? How does that happen? It's because together has a way of spreading. It's because connection 
is a wonderful thing that enables us to overcome stuff that's not wonderful. I have a buddy who went to Notre Dame. He would text me, how about them dogs? And I would text him back. There's a young man who went to the University of Washington. And he would text me at some of the worst times because he doesn't understand time zones. And, and he would text me, how about them dogs? I have a buddy from Clemson, and every time we'd end a phone conversation, he would say, how about them dogs? And I would say, how about them dogs? The day after the national championship, I was driving into work on that Tuesday morning on Atlanta Highway, and I pulled up to a red light, and a car pulled up shortly after, and it was a sports car, you could tell by listening to it. And the person who was driving it was enjoying driving a sports car, and he would rev his engine a little bit, and rev his engine a little bit, and rev that engine a little bit. It was sweet music to my ears. It didn't irritate me at all. But finally, I looked over just to see who this person was, and I looked over, and it was just, you know, kind of a regular guy, and, and, you know, when you do that, you don't want to give the impression that you're somehow looking with some sort of ominous look. You know, you don't want anybody to get mad at you. And so I looked over, and he was revving that car, and I just nodded like that. And he looked back at me, and he went like that. <laughs> he had his window about halfway down on that cold day. And I just dropped my window all the way. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go there because I'm feeling like joy and goodwill among all people. <laughs> and I looked over at him and he caught my eye and I said, how about them dogs? <laughs> I did. I did it. I went there. And you know what he did? How about them dogs? And then the light turned green and he revved that car and he screeched for about, you know, 10 feet in that car, in that sports car. There's just something about uh, together that's magical. It's just, it's just magical. And it is joy. And it is goodwill. Boats. Boats. Boats never sink because of the water around them. Boats sink because of the water within them. Together, when, when, when within is solid and connected and together, nothing's going to sink that boat. It's when within begins to erode. It's when connections begin to weaken that the boat begins to get holes in it and it begins to sink. It's always been that way with the church. The church has never been taken over by the world in which we are a part. We're not afraid of the world. We engage the world. Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. In other words, we'll go to the deepest, darkest places and we are unafraid because we go in the name of Christ and we are the light of the world. It's never about what's beyond us. The church begins to erode when it loses its sense of together. It loses its sense of connection. That's the danger to the church, not the world. We look at the world sometimes and think, man, the world's just, I just don't know. And we bone about it and complain about it, this bad world we're a part of. 
That isn't the threat. That has never been the threat. The threat is when within we begin to look at one another and experience one another, not in a way that says, hey, we're together, we're connected, but in a way that says, you know, I'm not so sure anymore about what I think about you or how I feel about you or whether I can truly love you the way Christ loves you. Then, then the boat begins to rock and the boat begins to take on water. It's never been about the water outside the boat. It's always about the water within the boat. The church is not overwhelmed by what's out there. The church can be undermined if we begin to lose that we are together in Christ. Liberal and conservative, rich and poor, you name it, you fill in the blank. Kirby went there and we are more together. We are better together. And, and, and if you think, oh, Chuck, you're trying to, uh, to, to put football into a Christian context. No, I'm not. Although I learned that lesson sadly in football and not in church. Listen to the Listen to the description of the early church. It's in Acts 2 where we, where we celebrate the birth of the church. It's the 44th verse. And here's what it says. There was an intense sense of togetherness among all who believed. Did you hear that? There was an intense sense of togetherness. Not just togetherness, but an intense sense of that connection, that togetherness among all who believe. That's why John Wesley, who founded the Methodist Church, said, if your heart is as mine, give me your hand. I'm not worried about all that other stuff. Do you love God? Yes. Do you love God? Yes. Then come on. Then come on. We're connected by the most significant thing in a human life, a love for God. And if that connects us, that is the strongest connection of all. And everything else just becomes so insignificant. AT&T Stadium is uh, the home of the Dallas Cowboys. That's why your phone bill is so high. They named, they named that stadium. They have this huge scoreboard in that stadium. It's 160 feet wide. Can you imagine? And it has 31 million light bulbs in it. 31 million. If you change the light bulb every second for a year, you would finish at the end of that year. That's how big this thing is. But when you look at it, 
You don't see 30 million light bulbs. You see this HD picture that has this incredible clarity. And people who go to the games who sit up high say, it's a lot better to just watch the screen than it is to watch the field because the picture is magnificent. So when the 31 million light bulbs are connected together, what do you see? Individual separate light bulbs? No, you have no sense of that. What you see is one brilliant image. Because the power of together is light. It's light. Together as one body, Christ reconciled Jew and Gentile by the cross. What was the first debate in the early church? I mean, when you bring people together, you're going to have differences of opinion. So what was the first debate of the early church? Bear with me a moment here. It was who are we going to include and who are we going to exclude? That was the first debate of the church. And Peter, the rock on whom the church is built designated by Jesus, and Paul had a fascinating debate as to who's in and who's out. And Peter said, well, Gentiles, I think they can be in. But a Gentile will have to become a Jew before they can become a part of the church. And Paul said to Peter, no way, man, no way. That's not how it works. And so the first debate of the church, who do we include and who do we exclude? And it was Peter and Paul. Peter, the rock on whom the church is built, and Paul, the greatest missionary the church has ever known, having this debate about who's in and who is out. And Paul won the debate. He said, you don't have to become a Jew to become a Christian, to become a church member. Because Christ has reconciled Jew and Gentile by the cross. I know that the Jews have looked at the Gentiles for years as depraved and unclean, but all that's changed because of the cross. And now we look at each other and go, you love God? I do. You love God? I do. And give me your hand. But we complicate it, and we've been complicating it from the very beginning. What was the next debate? Baptism. Well, do you use a lot of water? Do you use a little bit of water? You sprinkle it, you pour it, you put them under. And we allowed that to say, you know what? We're going our way, and you go your way. No! No! There was an intense sense of togetherness among all who believed. Then what was the next debate? Communion. Well, I mean, does it really become the literal body and blood of Christ or does it represent that? If you're not a member of our church, you can't take it here. But in some places, if you are not a member, you can take it there. And then we've gone down through the years and we've had our debates. And our debates have always had the same theme in them. Who do we include and who do we exclude? What do we do about all of that? The Beth Israel congregation in Colleyville, we all are aware of what happened. It was a terrible, terrible tragedy. The rabbi was 
held at gunpoint along with two men in the congregation for several hours. And they escaped without harm. Here's what I found fascinating about the story is that the rabbi said, I want us to have a healing service immediately as soon as we can. Here's the problem. The synagogue, the place where we worship, is a crime scene. And so we, we can't have a healing service and we need a healing service after the trauma that our congregation has experienced. And so who offered up their church? Who offered up their church? I've never been prouder. White's Chapel, United Methodist Church said, come here. We open our doors to you. Because the history of the United Methodist Church is we have never been excluders. We have always been includers. Understand where you are. That's who we are. It's who we've been since our inception in 1784. That's the Methodist Church. White's Chapel offered it up for a Jewish congregation to come and worship in their place of worship without any hesitation whatsoever. We're not debating who's in and out. Is your heart as mine? Yeah, I love God. And so do I. Then there is no real problem. How about them dogs? That's a rallying cry of together, of connection. And I know it's about a football team, but it's also about something for me far deeper than that. But together, the power of together, the power of connection, the great enemy of together is complacency. Complacency is a great enemy of success because if we're not careful, we'll take together for granted and we'll we'll stop looking at it carefully and... And we won't come in here every, work, every week with a desire to be an instrument of together, to be an instrument of community. We might come in here and forget about the value, the sacred space of together, the power of connection and together. I'll close with the great theologian, Will Rogers, who said... Even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. Sometimes the church, if we're not careful, we stop paying attention to together. And things evolve and things change because Jesus said, Behold, I make all things new. And if we don't pay attention and we don't invest, we'll find one day that we've been run over.
You have to pursue and you have to work at being more together. Kirby will start all over next year and find out who buys in and who doesn't. Can we create that magic once again? Can we have people who buy in, really buy in? And it genuinely is not hokey, all for one and one for all. And if it becomes that, we got a chance. And the church must understand that from its inception, the trademark of the church has been together. Understanding the power of together. Jesus always called us together. Love one another as I've loved you. Together. Treat others the way you would like to be treated. That brings togetherness. That gives birth to that. And so we come here every Sunday and we commit to that because that is a sacred call and a sacred cause. And I listened on that radio. One plus one equals three. We are better together. We are more together. That ain't just football. That's been around long before football. That's the definition of church. That's the basic understanding of who we are. How about them dogs? That's the power of together. Thanks for listening. To listen to more sermons, read past devotions, or look up opportunities on how to connect, visit us at AthensFirstUMC.org. Stay in touch with us throughout the week by following us on Instagram or Facebook at Athens First UMC.